is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Michael Herlihy, we continue the conversation on getting better at asking questions, discipline, and of course, stray in the soundtrack. So I hope you enjoy part two with Michael Herlihy. How have you gotten better at asking questions? That's been, that's been definitely uh, a big thing for me as I've grown as a person. And I think particularly in the last uh, five, five or so, six years of my life since I even started doing ships, I think was a big turning point for me in terms of my own personality. I, when I was younger, I was a very reserved closed off person and I sort of had this mentality of like oh I should just do everything myself and mm. as I met certain people in my life uh, partners and friends I sort of learned that you know we're not in this alone uh, everyone goes through life with people that are put there to to help them along their way so I mm. I especially being friends with Sean and, and our friends, Michael and Dan, who were the four of us that were on the ship, we were all a, a very um, open and communicative, communicative group of four guy friends, which is, you know, I think really awesome. And that sort of taught me that it, it's okay to be uh, vulnerable for a moment and ask someone a, a question or for help or get someone's insight on something. It's like, it's not it's not your responsibility to be able to be good at every, everything. Mm. Um, although I like to be as good as as many things as I can be, but I think it's sure. impossible to be good at every single thing that there is to be good at. Right, right. So I think as I've gotten older and as I've grown, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 33 in March. So, you know, I definitely hit a point in my life where I'm just like, it's like, I need to have people around me. Like I, I need to have this person who's really good at this or, whether that's something technical in the, the project I'm working on or someone who is really good about just talking about things with me, you know, other things that might be going on in my life. So I think learning to ask questions um, or ask people questions has been a really important thing that I've been focusing on the last couple of years. It's like, like I said, it's, it's not all your own, it's not all on your own shoulders. So, you know, yeah. it's so interesting with, instruments <laughs> in particular <Yeah. laughs> and, mm -hmm. and music, uh, learning, learning instruments and how many you play. Yeah. There takes a right. lot of discipline to, you know, master <laughs> each individual mm -hmm. one. Is there, um, are there any particular thoughts or views on discipline that you've discovered? Yeah. I mean, yeah. discipline can kind of mean, a lot of things or it can mean something different to different people. Sure. Uh, again, I think discipline for me means, especially when it comes to instruments, you know, specifically yeah. in terms of mastering that instrument and, you know, learning the technical facilities of it. It's it to me, discipline means sort of like an unending drive to be better. Mm. Um, I, I hope I never reach a point in my life where I say, I think I've gotten a, like good enough at this. Like, I feel like if that point comes, then eh, it's sort of like it was all for nothing. Like, I feel like the, the drive to better yourself, not only when it comes to instruments, I mean, is an important thing in all aspects of a person's life. Um, 
uh, discipline for me is like setting a certain amount of time to work on a craft. And that doesn't always mean sitting down and playing scales and arpeggios and pieces. Sometimes that means listening to music. Sometimes that means uh, finding new artists, studying new styles of music, you know, especially as a guitar player, there's so many different styles of music that feature the guitar. Yeah. Whether it's rock, country, indie, like yeah. there's, you know, all sorts of uh, Afro, like, uh, uh, like Latin music, your, all uh, your jazz players. So it's like, I, I, a lot of my discipline comes from, you know, trying to discover new artists and a mm. thing that they might do that I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, how did they do that? Like, I might be able to learn that skill that they're using that might be something you hear mainly in country music. But like, what if I apply that to the style of music that I like to, to play and sort of create this new fusion of things? That's something that sort of helps you develop your own sound. Sure. So that goes back to the whole thing of like putting who you are through your music. Yeah. So yeah, I think dis discipline is really important. And I think it, it discipline also requires like a respect for the players who have come before you mm -hmm. um, and sort of like, obviously everyone is influenced by people and you also, and those things sort of create an amalgamation of things that becomes you. Yeah. So it's like you, you want to honor what they did and, you know, kind of obviously each instruments have all their different traditions and ways that they're played. But it, it's like you got you can also find those places where it's OK to push the envelope. So, yeah, it, for me, it comes down to, to working hard and studying and listening to as much as you can, mm. uh, because um, if you don't listen, you're never going to hear anything new. And you'll probably be never inspired to create anything new as well. And you'll just play the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> and, and and that gets boring. So Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And you touched yeah, on yeah. you touched on this a little bit already, but I am curious. The balance, how do you view the balance between achievement versus fulfillment in your life? Mm. I don't know. i for me personally, like achievement is great, but fulfillment is more important. I, I get, you know, I, I get more fulfillment out of creating the tune before it gets released versus how it might, you know, perform afterwards. You know, uh, uh, we might put out a cover song and, you know, it gets so many thousands of views and likes. But like to me, like that's really cool that people are enjoying that. But like it's the actual creative process that fulfills me hmm. and sort of makes makes me happy. Like, I mean, you can ask Sean, like we'll be we'll be making, we'll be working on a tune and it'll be three in the morning and I'll, I'll be, I'll be like, kind of like in the room wired, like, Oh, I thought of this thing that we could do. That's so fun. It's like, that's the thing that really gets me amped and going. So I think uh, achievement is important because achievement can also correlate to how well, uh, like a project can, can support you and all those sort of like technical elements of it. But for me, it's always been a, the fulfillment aspect of it. Like making music just really makes me happy. Yeah. And that's, that's really important to me and, and making music in all, in all of its forms, you know, performing, being in the studio, writing, mm. all those things. So collaborating too, you know, the thing that's been really cool about collaborating with Sean is that we both come from pretty different musical backgrounds. We have very different musical tastes, yeah. but there is a lot of overlap as well, which is something that I think works really well for the two of us. So we are always able to sort of not only find that common ground between our two tastes, but also bring things from our own that kind of create something new. So yeah. 
yeah the, the fulfillment versus achievement i mean it's that's it's a for some people i think that might be a tough balance to find but i i think with stray it's been a really good uh balance for what we're doing we like you said earlier we've been putting out a lot of content so like there are times where working on the content uh it's tough because it takes a lot of energy to work on that much content um so you might i might have to parcel it out do it in chunks take a couple of days off take a sure. week off work on something but at the end of the day when the projects get close to being finished i mean I, there's times where i just sit in the car and i blast our own music i'm, I'm like just because it makes me happy to listen to these things that we created together so that's really fulfilling for me yeah, yeah. i love that i love yeah. that what's your yeah do you have go-to music like just your chill yeah. out genre yeah, right now, um, there's this band that I really love. They're called Leprous. They're from Iceland, and they are like a prog um, rock band that has a little bit of elements of Pink Floyd, but also a little bit of like heavier rock elements. Uh, and their singer, I won't try to pronounce his name because I would not pronounce it correctly, but he has a very uh, like soft and sort of kind of angelic voice and it's very there's moments where the music is really chill there's moments where the music is really aggressive which goes back to my like metalhead days so it's like i i i've always listened to music that sort of is like constantly changing uh there's another artist that i've been listening to a lot lately um his name is rex orange county he's more of like a alternative bordering on a little bit of hip-hop um he's an artist from uh from england just got a really cool chill down to earth style so yeah that's stuff that i've been listening to lately that's just my if i'm just chilling around the house or i'm driving somewhere in the car that's what i'm throwing on just because it's i've been enjoying it a lot and makes me feel good and it's not music that i'm thinking too hard about because there's times when i'll throw on music and i'm like oh what are they doing there i'm like dissecting it in my head but right this is music where i just throw it on and have a good time I love that. I love that. Yeah. Is there a, is there a common piece of incorrect mm -hmm. advice you hear in your field of work? Um, for specifically pertaining to audio production, um, the, the biggest uh, or piece of like what I deem to be wrong advice would be is that you need um, a certain quality of, gear to make your project sound good uh and that the same can be said for uh instruments as well you know there's the co there's a common misconception that the quality of your instrument or the quality of your of your tools if you want to uh, say it more broadly sure. um will dictate the quality of the content that you make um i think that if you are honest about the tools you have and you're dedicated to work on your craft as a performer or a you know creator mm -hmm. then the quality of your tools might necessarily might not necessarily matter yeah there's a point you know on the scale where you know there's that sort of point of diminishing returns or whatever but you know i don't think that it requires we we've made all our content in my bedroom so you know if you if you study and you know what to do with your space you've put in the effort to make sure that that you are confident in your abilities to play and perform or sing and then properly you know record those elements you can make fantastic content as long as you have a vision for what you want to do um 
yeah, there's a certain point where like you could, if you have, if you're working with a, uh, a label and you have all the money and you're in a studio, like there are certain freedoms that having that, that those level of tools will offer you. Sure. But I think also that limitations can be something that strives you to, or drives you to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's sort of that, oh, I forget, I forget who said it, but it's like, if you, if you set boundaries for yourself and you know that you can only work within certain limits, you're going to make what you can do with those tools, the best that it can be, because it's like, okay, I only know that I have so much that I can work with. So how good can I make this? So, yeah, I think that bad piece of advice is that, you know, buying, buying the nicer guitar or buying a better amp or buying a a better microphone is automatically going to make your project better. I, I disagree with that. I think that that is very wrong. I think that having the discipline and putting in that work to know what to do with the tools you have is what is going to make your, your content be the best that it can be. Yeah. That's a really good point because you can also set yourself up for a a stalling, you know, like, Oh no, no, I can't do that because I don't have the money for that. It's like, you'd be surprised what you can do with, with something. I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example. My uh, my father, who I mentioned earlier, he was a music teacher. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, he he retired from teaching. He's you know he's in his sixties now, uh, but he had always had an interest in voiceover recording. Hmm. So at the at the beginning of the pandemic, when I I went home uh, because I I had just left my lease in New York and the, the I was on the Chicago the musical tour and that shut down. So. Myself and my brother, we actually went home and stayed with them. But I helped him set up a little home studio recording booth because I was like, this is what I studied in school. I can I can certainly tell you uh, and give you some tips on how to set things up. And he's the type of person just like me that when he's interested in something, he goes down the rabbit hole and researches every possible thing that you can about it. Sure, sure. So he was, he was telling me all that. But he, there's this one voiceover artist that he was following and sort of... Uh, you, that was his own mentor. And, you know, he was saying this guy had, he's recorded multiple syndicated commercials, national commercials, all on a microphone that cost $50. And he recorded it in his closet. And so my, when my dad started, he did the same thing. Like eventually we got to the point where we built uh, like a full studio with like soundproofing panels and all those good things. But at first we got some moving blankets and set them up in his closet and we had a little microphone set up and he was working every, every month he was uh, recording audiobooks and voiceover and stuff like that. And it's all with the gear that only costs us a couple hundred dollars to set up. So it definitely rings true that it's like, if you're focused to, know what to do and make sure you're doing those things the best that you can you know at a certain point it doesn't really matter the level of tools that you have so you can definitely make make that work for yourself that's so true that's so true um yeah metaphorically speaking if you could put a word or phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see does anything come to mind um kindness Uh, that's really important for me um I think obviously, uh, you know, we live in a crazy world, crazy times that's very polarized and very charged on a lot of issues. Um, and I think that, it, you know, people will always have issues and there will always be polarizing things in the world. This is just the nature of humans. But I think um, generally more people need a little bit more kindness in their life. 
Uh, and I've always tried to be a kind person to everyone that I meet. Um, you know, as long, as long as they're kind back to me, you know, I, I, then, then, then a friendship will normally blossom from, from that. Um, but yeah, kindness, more people need that. That's so true. And it's, it's easy. (laughs) It's free. It is. It's easy. It's so easy. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh man. That's so true. (laughs) I know. Oh, goodness gracious. This, this is great. This is such a great conversation. I'm so excited to see, you know, where Stray in the Soundtrack continues to go. Cause you guys really, you have a sound, you have have, a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of, uh, potential projects on the horizons it's just a matter of choosing which one we want to go for next great that's so great yeah Um, before we wrap up here is there anything else you want to add uh we just had our most recent cover uh come out which is a uh cover of i will go sailing no more from toy story uh originally performed in recorded by Randy Newman, but I actually took the lead on this one for one of the first times in a stray in the centric project. Cause uh, although my main thing is performing instruments and recording, I, I do sing from time to time. Uh, and this song really just spoke to me. So as I was creating an arrangement for it, I was like, I think I want to sing this. So that was really cool to, uh, to do that. Um, and now I'm, going to be singing on a few more upcoming ones as well so we have that coming up we have um a uh, cover from disney's tarzan right around the corner that's going to feature our good friend uh lauren tyler scott who's another friend through the for the record family so yeah we got a we got a bunch of good stuff in the works i love it i love that i can't wait to see what else comes so thank you so much for doing this absolutely it's super fun people of the world michael hurley You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.